This is Win, Lose, or Rain, the podcast about sports with a mean lean to baseball. We talk to the people, that is the players, the pundits, and yeah, even the occasional super fan. What are they about? How did they get here? What were their prospects real or imagined? And what's next? And while we're at it, let's throw a little pepper on the hot topics. No salad, all show. Here's your host, Abby Kowal. I just want to jump right in and you've kind of had a crazy year and this is going to be a little repetitive at first, but you got drafted crazy enough almost exactly a year ago, which is insane. 56th overall to the Houston Astros. And I do want to talk about that. And I know you got this question a lot, especially right after you got drafted, but you know, you got drafted by your hometown team, a team you've watched your whole life. Can you just take us through the emotions again? Like, did you freak out? Did you see it coming? Did you know it was a possibility? What went through your mind? Um, it was actually the last thing that I thought of happening. Uh, you know, other teams were in contact with us. It was something that my uh, agent had told me is a possibility if I get to that pit. I'm just sitting there freaking out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, please be true. Please be true. And then when it actually happened, I was lost for words. I didn't even, like, know what to say. Like, they were like, how do you feel? And I was like, I don't even know. But uh, it's crazy how... A year has completely changed, like, where I'm at today. And just the fact that I get to play for a team that I grew up watching and supporting my whole life and possibly one day getting a chance to play for them, is it's awesome. So were you, like, watching your name or, like, I mean, obviously you want to get drafted high, but when it came time for the Astros pick, were you, like, kind of hoping no other teams took you until it was the Astros' turn? Uh, I mean, I, I guess I wasn't hoping. I mean, it would have been cool, you know, to go anywhere to whatever team. Just a, a dream of mine to play at the next level. But just the fact that when I saw my name under the Astros on the TV, I kind of like was peeking around the corner, like not even like wanting to look at the TV. And then when it popped up and I heard my name, I was, I was mind blown. I, I couldn't even like, like put two and two together at first. And then I was like freaking out. And, uh, a couple of my buddies were at the house, big Astros fans. They were going, I think they were like going more crazy than I was at first because I, I was so in shock that they were all top strong. I was like, you're going to be an Astro. And you couldn't even it process just, it yet. <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was in shock, but it was definitely one of the greatest days of my life. And I know, at least at Texas A&M, and I'm sure in high school, because you did uh, play high school baseball around the Houston area, you guys played at Minute Maid Park for tournaments or whatever it may have been. And after you got drafted, you visited Minute Maid to sign the papers. And I think you got to go to the game and, you know, go on the field and take pictures and do all that. And although you weren't, you know, playing, obviously, because you had just gotten drafted, you had just signed with your hometown team. You're standing on the field that, you know, you're probably taking on this. It was taking on this whole new meaning to you. What were your emotions that day, you know, after you had signed the papers and it all came to your reality it was a it was a weirder feeling you know being on that field and not playing but like you said it was it was like a I had to take a couple of deep breaths because I was so in awe of, like the fact that like, I got played there before but knowing that the next time I played there if I got the chance to be completely different I'd be playing in the big league and for a team that I grew up around watching and it's just a complete different feeling than actually playing there you know in high school and in college and uh, that day was, 
it was it was uh, breathtaking to say the least, and just being able to be with my mom and stepdad and see all the different things in the stadium. And the second I signed the papers, I knew it was it would become real, and I was ready to rock. What was the what was the turnover period? Did you leave like right after that? Yeah, I left the next morning. Wow. Uh, they actually told me it later that night. They're like, oh yeah, by the way, you have a flight in the morning. So that was. We had to get home and pack up, and I flew into Florida the next day and started my minor league career. Which I guess is kind of foreshadowing for, you know, the system in general. You pick up and move just whenever they tell you to, and we'll get to that in a minute. But you spent some time right after being drafted in rookie ball and short season rookie ball and made the move this year to advance day where you, you know, I'm going to throw some stats for the people out there. In four games, you went 2-0 and with a 0.0 ERA and 19 innings pitched. You struck out 26 batters. So, I mean, it was no surprise that you moved up to AA, where you are right now, pretty quick. And, you know, in North Carolina, you're pitching really well. Did you kind of have a sense you would be moved up that quickly, or were you just trying to, you know, take care of business, and when it happens, it happens? Uh, take care of business. You know, it's it's such a baseball is such a funny sport. Is you see guys that are doing so well, but organizations want them to work on something. You know, and I I never really looked look forward to Double A, and I just focus on every day. I was in High A, you know, learning new things and getting better. I remember when I got that call, I was kind of I want to say like surprised, but it was. It was definitely something that I didn't expect at that time, but I will never complain about. <laughs> but uh, just knowing that I got to come back to Texas and play, it was, it was a great feeling. And my family gets to come watch me pitch now, and that's really cool. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How is it back? How is it, you know, being back in your home state, being closer to your friends and family and all that? It's really good. Uh, you know, when I go to different towns, just depending on. You know, what buddies are there, they can come out and watch. You know, I get to see my sister and my brother in different areas. and It's cool, you know, them coming to watch and being able to watch me back in Texas. Is, it's always a good thing when you can look up in the crowd and see your family. Right. And, you know, you did have kind of a rocky start in your double-A debut, but I did see that you, you kind of said that it could be the jolt you needed at the time. Did that kind of settle you down but, you know, push you in the right direction, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I knew that it was going to come. You know, baseball is one of those sports that they're going to have a bad outing or two. And I just wanted to see how I responded in that way. And I mean, no, no pitcher wants to give up a stat line like that. But at the same time, you, you learn from it. It's something that I, I learned from. And it actually made me pitch better and know what I need to do to get more efficient outs, make more efficient pitches at this level because the jump from high A to double A, it's a, it's a big one and it's something that was a learning curve for me and I've never looked back from there. And you've been really, you've been throwing really well since then. Like you said, it's baseball, a lot of games, you know, you're going to have crappy games and move on. But were the minor leagues a wake-up call at all for you? Not necessarily in terms of you know, living conditions or, you know, traveling a lot. But with the game itself, like, did a lot of changes happen with you, um, with different coaches where you were playing or, you know, the environment? What was what was just the shock when you first started playing? 
the double I leveled? Yeah, yeah. Or it, I mean, uh, it could be anything. Just stuff that st- you know stands out to you that was like way different than college ball. Uh, I would just say, I mean, yeah, the environment you go play in front of seven thousand fans at Olson Field, and then you go play in front of ten, you know, at a given time, wherever you are, and ten people. From what I mean, and just knowing that it's, you're playing a game now, you know, and it's it's your job. <laughs> but I think everyone's playing. You know, everyone's playing for themselves because they're trying to get to the next level. And it's not like a selfish way, but you, you see it. I mean, that's something that you see every day. It's like there's so much talent in minor league baseball. Yeah. And then the Latins coming in and adding more talent. And just like in that aspect, people get good so fast in minor league that you have to continuously work to get better or you're not going to go anywhere because – Every day now you see 95 miles an hour plus, and it's like, okay, that's just a normal day now. And uh, hitters are more consistent at the higher levels, and they're better and better, seems like, every week. So you have to continuously work to get better and, like, improve on stuff like that. So yeah, I think I, that's the biggest adjustment. I mean, I hear a lot that it's not necessarily, like you said, it's not a selfish thing, but... I mean, it is your job at this point, and you're not going to – you have to focus more on yourself and, you know, working towards you progressing. And I don't know. I just thought it was, you know, in your situation last year with the Aggies, y'all are in Omaha, and, um, you know, you're this crazy environment, like all this stuff, and you get drafted, and then, like, you go to rookie ball, and it's just completely different. So I just wanted to get your – thoughts on that you know speaking of Omaha and College World Series this week what was that experience like for you I know it didn't really go the way you guys wanted it to but you know the fact that you guys got to play in that environment is just crazy within itself and special it's a childhood it's a dream of yours you know if you're lucky enough you got to go as a kid and watch it at the old stadium and then well we actually punched our people you know, the first two years in college, we were so close, we were one game away, that it was just, it was so relieving to know that we finally punched our ticket. And, wow, you know, we didn't have the results we wanted to once we got there. But it's a memory that'll last a lifetime for all of us, and a brotherhood that, you know, will never uh, end. And so it's something that we're always going to be thankful for. And it's something that I will always remember. And hopefully, like all baseball players get the experience, but, uh, yeah, it's, you know, watching it this year, you're like, wow, that was me last year, mm-hmm. you know, all these guys, dog calling to go to Omaha, and a couple of my buddies from high school are going this year, so I, I texted them, reached out, and said, like, hey, enjoy it, like, it's, it's something that, um, we all live to dream about as a baseball player, so, it's cool to see that happen to them, and just watching all the teams play. You know, playing against some of the guys that are back there, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been cool to watch. You know, it's weird that I was on the other end of the last year, but it's a, it's a difference a year can make. Right. Um, did you watch, did you keep up with Aggie baseball at all? Uh, you know, yeah, I tried to as much as possible. Uh, when I was home, saw a couple games, but when they're on TV or something in the locker room, we turn around to watch them. Yeah. But, uh. 
it's hard to watch their games when we're playing at the same time now. Exactly. And you're actually playing with a former Aggie teammate in Corpus with Ryan Burke, right? How was how was that to reconnect with him? Oh, well, it's cool. Same old workout, you know, <laughs> quiet, but has his head down. So always trying to get better. A lot of people watch that. That's the kind of attitude you need to have in my own Yeah. He's a fun player to watch, and it's cool just to be back with him. You know, playing a couple of years in the A&M, and knowing the moment changed with him, it's, it's funny. Well, to to close this out, um, I ask everyone some quick questions towards the end. So I'm going to hit you with a couple, and then we'll be done here. Um, and I usually start with the hard-hitting questions first. So I hope you're ready, but only one tough one. What is your take on IHOP now being IHOB? That's um, absolutely terrible. <laughs> uh, it's a pancake house for a reason. You know, I've never heard anyone say, hey, let's go to IHOP and get a burger. So it's, it's going to be confusing to me for a while. But it's what I guess they want to do. No one's going to have a say in it. But in my opinion, it's dumb. I'm a little disappointed, to be honest. We'll see how long it lasts. All yeah. right. Fortnite or Call of Duty? Oh, Fortnite. <laughs> I could have guessed you'd say that. I feel like that's everyone's answer now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's actually crazy how many baseball players play Fortnite. Y'all all play against each other? Oh, yeah. <laughs> against, with, it just depends on, you know, the mode you play. But it's cool. It's kind of something that can reconnect a lot of people. Like, I've been playing with a lot of guys at, at A&M or, you know, Ryan Hendricks or Mark Ecker, some guys I used to play with. It's You can get on and talk with them and play with them, so it's cool. It's something that it's enjoyable and fun to do on your off time. That's a good That's a good way to look at it. See, it can be – video games aren't always a negative thing. Um, <laughs> you did play football in high school. Was that ever a thought, playing football at the next level? Oh, yeah. I mean, played my whole life, so it's, it's just, I guess, the competitive side of me always wanted to play, and, you know, injuries were so repetitive that it, it you know, held me from playing at the next level, but I think I made the right choice by just going to A&M and playing baseball, so. Definitely. Um, do you, did you look up to a player or still look up to a player growing up um, that either, you know, still is playing or not, doesn't matter, but. Baseball player. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, growing up, everyone, you know, watched Justin Berliner do his thing, you know, he continuously does his thing. And now he's with the Astros, and you're sitting there like, wow, like, what else can go right right now? And, uh, you know, it's been fun watching him play, and he's a guy that a lot of people try to model out there, like his attitude on the mound, the way he attacks, and the stuff he has. You know, pitcher's dream is to have the kind of repertoire he has so yeah it's, it's cool to see that and uh you know his old-time players like Craig Biggio or Lance Berkman just guys that were um the dirtiest players on the field and guys who were always willing to get better so it's been cool um to go down the same path they they did you know with the Astros and hopefully one day get a chance to do this, the things that they did in the major leagues yeah all right, I have two more for you. What's your favorite baseball movie? Oh, man, that's a hard one. It's either The Natural or 
Sandlot, and I'd probably have to go with Sandlot just because. Can't go um, wrong. Yep. And let's end it on this one. Did you um did you ever play backyard baseball? I did. Who was your uh, actually a bunch? Who was your go to player? Always oh. on your team. Oh, Pablo. I was hoping you'd say that. Yes. One hundred ten percent the best player on backyard baseball of all time. So I'm glad you said that. If anyone else says someone different, then <laughs> something's wrong with them, but <laughs> They need to bring that game back. I miss it. Well, yes, me too. I think it'd be good for the game of baseball. 100%. Even the old style. I don't want this new, like, you know, these new high-tech games. That's what made it so cool. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, I appreciate you being here, and do you have, or can you tell people where to follow you on Twitter or, you know, where to keep up with you? Oh, yeah, just... Type in Corbin Martin. Uh, you'll see me right there at the Hicks jersey. Um, not too hard to find me these days, but I try to keep up with Twitter. You know, Twitter's one of my favorite apps, so yeah, I'm tweeting every now and then. So I'm addicted to it. It's terrible. It's my it's my app yeah. of choice. <laughs> well, yeah, I know it's, it's it's a good one. So. Yeah. All right, Corbin. Well, thank you so much for. Um, taking the time to chat with me and good luck the rest of the season. Everyone will, you know, keep rooting for you and watching you. Awesome. Thank you. And that was Corbin Martin, who is now playing for the Corpus Christi Hooks. If you want to keep up with him in the Astros organization, thank you guys for listening. And thank you to Corbin for joining the show. Don't forget to go subscribe to the podcast on podcast app and like and follow social media at win, lose or rain. Thank you guys for listening. See y'all next week.